The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Well, my first guest this morning uh, was a pharmacy technician in the United States and has made the decision to come to the southeast of Ireland a few years ago. Now he's something completely different to a pharmacy technician. Or would that be right? Is there any form of your former trade and what you're doing now, Sean? I, I, I probably should clarify that. I, I This was a family... when. So my father was a roaster and he okay. was in America okay. and he decided to come to Ireland and start a business centered around nitro coffee, okay. which is when you take... Oh, I've uh, seen nitro coffee. You have? Yes. Yeah? It's in a lot of places now during the hot weather as well. It is freezing cold. Yeah, yeah. It's, Isn't it? It's fantastic mm. stuff. But um, so it's basically just coffee that you've brewed, either a cold or hot brewed, chilled, and then uh, you infuse it with nitrogen. Okay. So that's how it forms that lovely head that okay. it's uh, known so for. So did he bring that into Ireland then? I wouldn't say he should be given all the credit. <laughs> okay. um, it, it was a really big phenomenon in America. Right. And from that, I think uh, via, I don't know, social media or uh, other kind of outlets, we traveled over across mm. the Atlantic to here. Mm. When we first attempted it, um, the places that we went to were a bit uh, averse to such a new line of product. And so we had to pivot pretty hard okay. into something that uh, we could really make our own and something no one else was doing. Okay. So let's go back a few years then when you were living with your family in the United States. So you're based in Chicago, is that right? Chicago, Illinois, yeah. Where your dad is a coffee roaster and yeah. that's the family business in America, is yep, that right? that's it. Okay. So what made you move to Ireland? Is your dad originally from Ireland, for example? Uh, no, he, he was originally from uh, Zimbabwe Okay, and so is, uh, my mother. They both obviously have Irish heritage. Mm -hmm. So we actually had Irish passports that whole time because, uh, we had found the original birth records from a, uh, well, not even birth records, baptism, was it bat? Christening records. Yeah. Christening records. Yeah. yeah there you go. Mm -hmm. Christening records in, uh, from a church here that my uncle found. And we had used that to kind of grandfather ourselves into Irish citizenship. Okay. And so at that point, um, they were looking for a change and they had the Irish passports. So they figured, let's give it a shot, you know? And why Washford? Well, that's where the family actually came from. Okay. Um, we ended up finding our family here, but we settled on Waterford because it was, well, where the family came from, one, but also because that's where my father had visited before. Okay. And he'd been to this area where we're based right now decades ago. Okay. And so he knew, he knew about it and he figured, you know, why not, if you're going to pick anywhere, might as well pick the place you've been before. <laughs> and that is around the Knockmill Down Mountains. So it's, it's far removed from Chicago as you can guess. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty far out there, you know. Uh, it's not exactly the concrete jungle, but I, I honestly really like it because okay. in, in Illinois, there's, there's one major feature to the land and it's flat. That's okay. it. And, and you don't have flat we are now. Yeah, exactly. And it's really nice. You know, it's some of the most beautiful scenery we've yeah. ever, or at least I've ever seen. And did you all come over as a family then? No, no. The, those, my mother and my father came over first. Mm -hmm. um, and they were just, they wanted to do nitro coffee uh, here in Ireland. And I was going to pursue a career in pharmaceutical mm -hmm. industry in America. But uh, the one day... My father called me and he said, hey, you know, do you want to come over and give us a help? We're, we're, uh, we're looking to expand the business. We want to try some new things. And he wanted my help. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> and when was that now? How many years ago was that? 
That was about five years ago. Okay. So you've been here for the pandemic and everything. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was great. Okay. <laughs> what a lovely experience that was. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us what you're doing now. Your company is called Seventh Raven. Is there any element of the coffee roasting within it? You're still doing the nitro coffee, are you? Yeah. So we're still doing coffee roasting. Okay. All the coffee we use is uh, sourced responsibly and then roasted in-house by okay. us. So you're not roasting coffee to sell as coffee beans, no. though. You're doing it for your now, no. your what Seventh Raven is. Exactly. And that basis kind of functioned as a layout for all of our other products. Okay. So we roast the coffee. So for the other ones, we had to do our own spin on anything. We had to do the base components ourselves. We use a passion fruit liqueur that we make ourselves from real oh, passion fruit, a okay. puree that we make ourselves from real passion fruit. And we also use uh, real Madagascan vanilla and cold pressed lime juice. And it really, it takes it to an outstanding level. It wow. really is incredible stuff. Okay. And how many products have you now? Right now we have four. I'm working on a couple other ones, top secret stuff. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> you may get a sample later. <laughs> and they come in these, you know, bottles, but they're quite nice traditional looking bottles with the pop. The, is that the right? The flip tops, yeah. Yes. So. Yeah, they look great, but it's a decision we later learn to regret. <laughs> oh, really? Why is that? <laughs> oh, you're putting on so many of these things. By the oh. time you've done a couple of hundred, your thumbs are killing you. Okay. God, you're doing even that. You're going as far as that, putting the tops onto it. It really is yeah. a family business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I now, I'm looking now, I'd love to get an automated machine to put normal caps on the things <laughs> so I don't have to go home with sore thumbs anymore. And what's it like working with your dad then? Is this the first time that you've worked with him really full time like this? No, I helped out in America as well uh, when I was much younger, before I started my own career path. Um, we butt heads. There's no there's no uh, debating that. But, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's pretty good just to work with your family mm. because... Well, you, you kind of get to know each, you already know each other really well. Mm -hmm. So you, you know how to speak to each other. You know how to get messages across. Um, of course, the downside is sometimes the getting the message across follows you on the way home. Yes, <laughs> Whereas normally when you're done for the day, you're done for the day <laughs> and you can relax at home. Now that sometimes the argument follows you all the way from the work <laughs> in the drive home and then at home. <laughs> and then what sort of people are you selling Seventh Raven to then? Where, where are they mostly going to? We have them on tap in the Reg in Waterford City. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have them in the Grand Social in Dublin, Minis, Moorings in Dungarvan, mm -hmm. uh, and a bunch of other places I'm probably forgetting. We, we, we really expanded the list considerably. And have you experienced doing business in Ireland compared to Illinois? Is it a very different beast or are people just the same across the world, do you think? I wouldn't say people are the same across the world. Okay. You know, everyone's, every culture has their own little different quirks. Uh -huh. um, the Irish are very laid back people. Okay. To, to, take, things to in, take things in stride, you know. Um, whereas Chicago was a lot more, um, it was a lot higher paced because okay. it's a big city. Mm. But even by American big cities, uh, Chicago has a reputation being middle Midwest to be very laid back as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. But compared to Ireland, you know, you know, things are much slower here. One of the things that uh, our landlord told us when we first moved here was now if you're going to do business here, you got to remember something. Ireland goes at its own pace. <laughs> and have you found that out to be true? Oh, it's absolutely true. Oh, really? <laughs> it's interesting to hear that from someone who's not originally from here because I suppose it's just normality to us, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But I think it's quite nice, you know, being able to go at your own pace, not have to rush around like a mad thing. You and know? are you going at your own pace then? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> You're not your dad's pace, are you? No, no, we're, we're going all out, you know. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, we, yeah there's, no, there's no slouching when you own your own business and you're running your own business, you mm -hmm. know. It's, mm -hmm. it's, you, 
if there's a job to be done, you can't just pass it on to the next shift and hope they do it right. If mm. the job's only done when you do it. So you must be doing a lot of traveling around if you're going to all these different places around the southeast and up in Dublin when you're based in quite a you know remote part of the world yeah. here in yeah, County Waterford. So yeah. lots of traveling. Yeah, we do uh, do a lot of traveling. One of the best decisions I made was getting a very fuel uh, economic car. Oh, good. <laughs> so, you knew. Yeah. I, even before the this whole... Uh, fun situation we're going through right now. I thought this is going to be a great decision and it really paid out in spades these days. (laughs) (laughs) Now you have a piece of equipment if anyone's getting married or having an event, a new piece of equipment, almost like self-pour that people might be interested in. What is that? So right now it's uh, it's a kegerator, a small Mm. unit. uh, It's very lightweight and we're giving it to hotels so that they can be using it in uh, wedding venues or various events. So instead of, you know, your your wedding guests needing to wait on someone or anything like that. <laughs> and, you know, we, we're, we're very big into our craft industries. But really what you're doing is like the craft industry, but with cocktails. It is. And we've been working with an associate of ours who comes from a craft background. Mm. And his uh, input has just been invaluable, you know. Okay. There are so many things that you can take from the brewing industry into other industries. And it's become, you know, one of the certain secrets that mm. I've learned has really given them an extra edge that I don't see other ones coming close to. And that's what you mean by the roasting of your own beans and creating your own purees as well. That as well. Right. Yeah, the, the whole uh, idea was we would use what is local where we can, but always natural, you know. So okay. you can't beat Wexford strawberries. No, so can't. even if I wasn't going local, I'd probably still get Wexford strawberries. <laughs> Very seasonal though. So you, you have to think about all that as well, do you? Yeah, yeah. Um, we, it does go through uh, cycles, I guess. Okay. When we're producing in the off season, it's still Wexford strawberries, but that they've been uh, frozen. So you can use them in the off year. But when uh, this, it's the season's on and we're getting the fresh stuff on once it's available, mm-hmm. it is absolutely outstanding. Oh, you know, I can imagine. it's incredible. I've never had anything like it. Okay. Well, some more in the works that you're not going to tell S- me about. Some more in the works that I'm not going to tell you about, okay. I'm afraid. But crafted as well with local oh, yeah. products. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, two of them I'm, I'm over the moon about. One of them's going to be uh, a special gift okay. that I'm crafting that people will be able to purchase for their uh, friends and family. Okay. And another one is just going to be a new mainline that is, I've... Honestly, looking at it, I don't know how I could even improve it more. Okay. <laughs> I'd, even if I had all the money in the world, I just don't know how I could make it better. <laughs> well, look, let's talk about your website, and that's probably where people will see when you have it out and ready to go, where people will find it. It is seventhraven.ie. The seven is the number, so seventhraven.ie. And Sean is based in... Capaquin, that's where you are, isn't it? Capaquin, Waterford. West Waterford. Thanks, William, for coming in. Say hello to your dad first as well. Is he at home doing all the work while you're here? Uh, nah, he's lounging around, you know. Okay, <laughs> no, he's absolutely working hard while I've had to drive good down story. here. So No rest for the wicked. Show no, none Godwin. at all. Thanks, William, for coming in this My morning. My pleasure. You take care. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Across the southeast, you are listening to Beat 102-103. And Pet Sitters Ireland, Nose of Tralee, don't get it confused now, is underway with cute pets across Ireland representing their families and their counties. And the Wexford hopeful is a dog called Lord Leroy. He's described as excited, comical, energetic, noble, charismatic and drop-dead handsome. He's a Wiesla 
crossed with a Weimar with a dash of German pointer and I headed to meet Lord Leroy and hear why he is in the running to be crowned this year's Pet Sitters Ireland Nose of Trilly. My name is Sinead Ryan and the man of the moment is Lord Leroy. Um, he's a very posh, regal pupper. Well, he likes to think so anyway. Um, and he's the type of dog that takes himself off to the master bedroom for a little sleep in the afternoon to get away from the humans and the other four-legged pups. He's sitting here beside us and I have to say all those things that you said I can see in him. He likes his comforts, doesn't he? He loves his comfort. He's there ready this morning for you to arrive with his his dicky bow on him, sitting on his, we call it his throne in the kitchen. So we've got a little blue velvet chair in the corner of the kitchen and he's claimed that for himself. That was supposed to be our comfort chair, but now he's taken that over as well. So tell us about him. What kind of a dog is Lord Leroy? Um, he's fantastic. Like he's, as you can see, you saw him just jumping around the garden a few minutes ago. So he'll go from being qu- quite quiet and then he's very fun and energetic. So he's fantastic for bringing out for walks in the woods and on the beach and going for runs within that. And, and he's got super energy. And then when you're sitting down relaxed, he'll sit down beside you and relax as well. And he'll he'll uh, lean into you for snuggles and kisses, as you've already seen some kisses this morning when you arrived. And is he a crossbreed? He is. He's a cross between a Weimaraner, a, a Bischler and a short-haired, a German short-haired pointer. So he's a mix of what people would say, a recipe for disaster. So three very um, energetic uh, bird dogs. Um, but when they're trained correctly, they make fantastic pets. So you live quite near the sea here in County Wexford. Does he get into the water? Yes. So he has um, webbed feet. So he didn't realise what his webbed feet were until recently. So I went for a swim in in the beach in Kirklow. And of course, he didn't want to leave his mom. So he ran in after me and realised that he could swim. So every time we bring him down now, he goes off for a swim. And that's what he, he loves. It's great to see him swimming as well, because that's part of their breed as well. Now, we're here for a very important reason, because Lord Leroy is representing Wexford in the Nose of Tralee. Tell us what the Nose of Tralee is. So the Nose of Tralee is a competition that's been run since uh, 2014 by Pet Sitters Ireland. And the idea of the competition is for you to be able to showcase your pets and show people how fantastic and amazing they are. Um, and, you know, what your dogs do for you, and what they bring to your life then as well. Sorry, not just dogs. So it's open to all pets. So it could be if there's actually a head in the pet in the competition. There's cats, there's dogs. I've seen there was some uh, ponies in it then as well. So it's open to all pets. Um, so the idea of the competition now is that he is the finalist representing Wexford. He's up against 31 other pets. Um, and then he's going to be, you can vote for him online. Um, and what do you think clinched it for Lord Leroy that he's now representing Wexford? Um, I think it's, it's I think it's his looks. You know, I, he's got really striking amber eyes. He's got his big floppy velvet ears. Um, and it's, I think it's just the way that he looks and, and his behaviour then is also when we're out and about, people always stop and ask questions about him. So I always introduce him as Lord Lyra so people remember the name. But I also have an Instagram page that I think I put my first post up on the 7th of June and we now have 1,300 followers. So I think it's kind of the fun post that I've been putting up, all the people that we meet then as well. It's got people interacting and engaging and it's a lovely way for me to be able to share the beauty of, of the dog and, and my best friend. He is your best friend, is he? Is. he? Yeah, yeah. What yeah. makes him your best friend? I don't have to, he doesn't refuse me if I say, would you like to go for a walk? It's not like, oh, would you like to go tomorrow night? He's ready to go for a walk now. If I want to lie down on the couch and have a snuggle, he'll lie down on the couch and have a snuggle. If I want to go out for a cup of coffee, he'll come for a cup of coffee with me. So he doesn't refuse and his love is unconditional. And you have other dogs. What, what made you think you'd get a third dog? 
Well, the first dog that we have is a cockapoo. She's eight years old and she's Sarah's dog. So my daughter, Sarah. So Sarah's wanted a dog since she was about four or five, but we waited until she was 12, um, until she was old enough, mature enough to be able to look after a dog herself and get involved in feeding it and, and cleaning up after it then as well. So he's she's officially Sarah's dog and she sleeps with Sarah. Um, then at the start of the pandemic, because I was working from home, we decided to get a second dog and that's my son's dog. So that's Poe. He's a cocker cross Bernese. Um, and then I was like, well, I don't have my own dog. I want my own dog that can sleep on my bed or sleep beside me or that I can bring and do what I want and make all the decisions around it. So then I decided to get, um, we decided to get a third dog then at the end of last summer. And he's a much bigger dog than your other two dogs, is he? He's a much bigger dog, a much stronger dog, a much more energetic dog. He le- he needs a lot more exercise than the other dogs. The other dogs quite happily sleep all day. So you, you do have to put the effort into this type of breed then as well. But the rewards are... I can't even say, like, it's just fantastic. So what do you want people to do for Lord Leroy to get further on the Nose of Tralee competition? So you can follow Lord Leroy on Instagram. It's Lord underscore Leroy one. You can follow him on there. And I put the links up every day to vote. Also, we're on Facebook. So if you look up Lord Leroy and then it's Sinead Jude Quirk Ryan, you can find us on there. The, the links are there as well. You can also go on to Nose of Tralee 2022, search for Lord Leroy and you'll find him in there. And that's where the voting link is then as well. Okay. And what do you think it is about Lord Leroy that he should win the competition? Um, I think for everything that he's, for me, everything that he's done for me, he's just a fantastic dog. You know, any dark day, he makes it bright, you know, every day. If you're in bad form, he always, you know, makes me smile. Um, other people that he's met, you can see from all the photographs on Instagram, everybody laughs and smiles. He gives them sneaky kisses. Even when you came in, he just wanted to love and cuddle you. Sometimes I think he's he's borderline human. I just think he's, a, he's an all-round amazing dog. He's got, you know, he's just got fantastic traits in different ways then as well it's just yeah so uh, a good prize as well yeah so there's a 500 euro tesco voucher a pet sitters ireland voucher and there's a photo shoot as well but if lord leroy wins wins he will donate the tesco voucher to wexford women's refuge um because he likes to get all his, his pet food at dex pets um so he doesn't really have use for for a tesco voucher so he'd like to donate that to the wexford women's refuge okay good stuff well done leroy And if you want to vote for Lord Leroy and there's other dogs also in the list from the different counties around Ireland, you can head to the website PetSittersIreland.com. You can also give Lord Leroy a follow on Instagram and Facebook. If you just search for Lord Leroy, you'll get to see the moment myself and himself met. And it was just love at first sight. That is Lord Leroy on Instagram and on Facebook. And listen, if there's other Nose of Tralee contestants from around the southeast that would like me to meet their pet, I am totally up for that as well. PetSitterIreland.com and best of luck to Lord Leroy and all the other dogs around the southeast who are taking part in the Nose of Tralee this year. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Beat 102-103 on this Sunday morning and there's lots happening in Minrhine Park in Wexford Town thanks to the Park Live Festival. It kicks off next Friday and runs for the weekend and it has a mega lineup. So that's August 19th until the 21st. We're going to talk to festival organiser Louise Kinsler about that lineup. She's on the phone this morning. You're very welcome to the Sunday Grill, Louise. Good morning, Orla. Now, I know Minrhine Park as a playground, so describe <laughs> what it is for people who don't know it in Wexford Town. Indeed, yeah. So Minrhine Park is best known for being a, a playground and a beautiful walking track, and it's a, a beautiful Wexford County Council public park on the outskirts of, of Wexford Town. 
Um, but there is also a fantastic event space up at the back of the park oh, with a capacity okay. for two and a half thousand people. Um, so last year um, at Lantern, we did a um, gig there, actually a weekend of gigs. But I suppose social distancing was still in place. So it was a much smaller event that time um, with a capacity for 200 people because of the times we were in then. Mm-hmm. So we're delighted now this year to be able to bring a much bigger event to the event space in Minrhine Park. And really you're multiplying it about by about 10, aren't you? The amount of people that can be at these events. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, two and a half thousand people per night is the capacity of the space. So we're thrilled to have, as you said, a mega lineup um, for, for the three nights of next weekend. OK, and before we talk about the lineup, let's talk about the venue itself. So are they outdoor gigs if you have this piece of land or is there a tent being put up or what's happening? No, it's completely open air. Wow, so, okay. um, yeah, probably the biggest series of open air live music events that Wexford has ever seen. Um, so there will be a massive big stage, as you can imagine, to, to cater for all of, of the people in attendance. Um, and a great festival atmosphere in that there will be full bars, food trucks, an ice cream van. You can't have a summer festival without ice cream. Not. Tea and coffee docks. Um, and then, of course, a few interesting characters in the crowd as well, just to add to the festival atmosphere. So, um, you know, maybe some juggling and tricks and stilt walkers. And, um, yeah, and we advise people to come early because gates will open at six o'clock. And just to avail of all of the... um, trucks and the fun that will be on offer beforehand. So it's really like going to a festival for a few hours at, at night time. It's not just about seeing the act, it's about experiencing lots of other stuff as well. Absolutely, yeah. There'll be lots happening up there, yeah, for sure. All right, let's talk about the lineup. So, so it kicks off, as I said, next Friday, August 19th. Uh, what are you, Who are you having on August 19th? So August 19th is um, 90s night. <laughs> Oh, I like so the sound was, of this already. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll start off with the Stunning. So oh. probably one of the most iconic bands of the 90s. Um, and they still obviously have a massive following today. Totally. Um, also, Something Happens will be on stage as well. And special guest, Mundy. So Mundy will be performing all those hits that we are synonymous with summer, I guess. Okay. And, um yeah, so definitely one for 90s fans on the Friday night. Brilliant. So three acts in one on one night there. So uh, so as you said, does the music kick off at six o'clock if the doors are no, open then? No, so g- gates open at six and um, music will kick off then at seven. Okay, good stuff. So that's a great one. If you like your 90s Irish music, the stunning something happens on Monday, Monday even on the Friday at Minrine Park there. And then on Saturday, what have you got going on? So Saturday night, we've got one of the biggest acts in the country at the moment. We've got the Coronas coming Mm -hmm. back to Wexford. So the Coronas, people will know that they have um, sold out four shows previously in Wexford Spiegel Tent Festival. So it's great to be able to bring such a mega act to a wider Wexford audience now. Um, Unfortunately, tickets are sold out for that one. Um, But yeah, so promises to be a great night. They will be supported by through. True Tides, again, another great Irish band on the scene at the moment. You also have the podcasters, the two Johnnies there, um, and they're going to finish off the weekend, are they? Yeah, so on the Sunday night, we'll definitely end on a high (laughs) with the two Johnnies. Um, 
Ireland's number one podcasters at the moment mm-hmm. and they are bringing their full band with them, the Junior B All-Stars. So, yeah, again, it's great to have them back in Wexford. Um, they will be supported by a full Southeast lineup. So we've got Welshie and we've got up-and-coming Wexford band Stratus. Okay, brilliant. So you're supporting some local acts as well during the festival. Yeah, absolutely. And, it's you know, it's great to give local acts a platform to such a, a wide audience too. Good stuff. Um, a great way to end the summer, I have to say, next weekend as we head into autumn time. And as a, a venue, quite easy to get to, isn't it? Because it's just off the N11 to go to the Minrhine Park. Absolutely, yeah. So it's just off the N11. So anybody driving can um, come from that side. There will be limited parking at Loretto School next door. But we do advise people to avail of our shuttle bus service. Okay. So there will be shuttle buses leaving from Redmond Square Sorry. in Wexford Town from uh, 5 past 5 on the Friday and Saturday evening and from 5.30 on the Sunday evening. And um, people can be shuttled up to the venue and then the buses will be waiting afterwards as well to bring people back to town. So there's And there's ample parking at Redmond Square there in Wexford Town? Yes, there is indeed plenty of parking in the town centre, yeah. Good stuff. That is Park Live. It is next weekend. If you fancy doing something in Wexford Town, just outside Wexford Town in Minrhine Park, which is a relatively new park, really, isn't it, Louise? It is, yeah. It only opened in 2020, um, a long time in the coming, but it, it is a fabulous amenity now in Wexford Town for dog walkers and, you know, kids in the playground and also this event space now as well. Brilliant. Well, if you want to check out more details, parklive.ie. Friday is 90s night with the stunning Monday and something happens. Saturday completely sold out, I'm afraid. So you need to forget about that one unless you see some tickets going around. And then you have the two Johnnies and their band, the Junior B All-Stars on the Sunday night. You can get more details on the Park Live website. It is Live. Dot IE. Louise, best of luck with it. This is the, the first big event. Are you hoping that you're going to do this weekend every year with Lantern? Yeah, that would be the hope. Um, like we said, the event space is there and it's beautiful. So, yeah, we hope to do um, plenty more gigs in that area. Brilliant. I think Wexford Town is really becoming known as a place to go and see big gigs, like you said, with Spiegel Tent and everything on there. Yeah, I think so. Um, like, I suppose, particularly on the, the key front, um, Lantern have, you know, previously done Wexford's Beagle Tent, which people will know every year. The Winterland Festival, Wexford on Ice, Sounds of Summer, Jess Best. So, yeah, it is um, it is certainly becoming synonymous with music and live entertainment. Uh, Lantern are the people responsible for Wexford's Beagle Tent. And that's back again this October, is it, Louise? Yes, it is, Orla. Um, full line-up in place for that. And that is happening at the end of October, as always. Okay. And um, tickets are on sale for WexfordSpiegelTent.com for that. And yeah, we've we've great acts in the lineup for that. We've got Robert Plant with Saving Grace, um, Tommy Tierden, Gavin James, Neil Delamere. Um, off the top of my head, we've plenty more, but people should go on to WexfordSpiegelTent.com and check that out. Brilliant. Well, lots going on in Wexford Town. Parklive.ie for the latest event, which is in Minrhine Park. And if you want to check out some of the acts, that's the website to get to and to book your tickets as well. Louise, best of luck with it. And thanks a million for joining me this morning. Thank you, Orla. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. 
It's the Sunday Grill here on Beat 102 and 03. And if you're in West Waterford today and you fancy a family fun day, then Fun Safark in on Ryan outside Dungarvan might be the afternoon of activities for you. It's a day for the family with proceeds going to the Ring Camogie Association and All Weather Park Community Enterprise. So it starts at 12 o'clock today. So you have a bit of time to get there if you fancy it. And joining me on the phone to tell us more is Fianna Evren, and she's here to chat to us about out that fun safari. You're very welcome, Phoenix. Hi, Orla. Firstly, I'd like to thank you for giving me the opportunity no, to promote our event on your programme. Um, yes, the event is called Fun Safark, uh, which is a mix of Irish and English, and it means fun in the field. Okay. And uh, this is a family fun day, which will be held in Parky Hirchon. That's our GAA field in Unrhine. Okay. And the event runs from 12 until 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, brilliant. Um, and the entry fee is five euros per child, ten per adult, and twenty-five per family. Okay, and that's all proceeds going to some local causes, obviously. Yeah, so it's going to Unrhine Camogie, and it's also going to a fundraising group called Fionter Pubble Park mm-hmm. in Aimshra. So this group was set up to raise funds to develop a floodlit all-weather pitch with two ball walls and a walking track. And this is a much-needed facility in our community as mm-hmm. we have, you know, very strong growth in population in the last 10 years. And the facility we have at the moment is inadequate for training for matches, you know, for our camogie, hurling, football teams and our athletes. OK. Now, I love uh, Family Fun Day, although it always kind of makes me feel that the summer is coming to the end. And in a way, this is no different because it's on in the middle of August, just as we're thinking about back to school. But there's lots of really fun summery activities, really, that you have planned for today, don't you? That's right, Orla. Um, there are over 25 activities for young and not so young on the day. And these activities are free once the entry fee has been paid at the gate. So the activities include beat the buzzer, knock the cans, washing line challenge, face painting, target skills activities, tug of war and many, many more. And children can win prizes at these activity boards. You also have a quite interesting thing in that you're selling second-hand sport equipment. Is that right? Yeah, that's right, Orla. Um, So this year we have a stall of second-hand equipment. So um, second-hand uh, helmets, sports gear at a very reasonable price because as we know um, these items can be very expensive when they're bought in shops so we have a lot of people have donated um, gear that is in very good condition but just too small for their children so it's a great opportunity to buy this gear at a very reasonable price Yeah that's great and as, as kids head back to school as well that could be something you could tick off the list of things they need That's it, yeah It sounds great Fianna what are you looking for, forward to in particular? I'm looking forward to the buzz, really, Orla, to be honest, because we've had a tough few years with COVID. It's been very difficult for us to come together as a community. And this is just a great opportunity to have a fun day together in the fine weather. You know, people can take a break from the Sunday roast. We have a barbecue on the day as well. We have teas, coffees, cakes, you name it. So I'm really looking forward to just seeing the crowd coming together and a great atmosphere with everybody going home having had a brilliant day. Lovely. It sounds like a really Irish event, one that we all had when we were kids. You said there's been quite an influx of uh, new people coming into Onrhine, so it's a nice way for you to get to know your new neighbours as well, isn't it? Absolutely. 
Absolutely, Orla, that's right. And the event will be bilingual, but it'll be run mainly through Irish with some English. So it's a great chance for people as well to hear the, you know, bit of Irish being spoken and just to be, I suppose, amongst the Gaeltach community. Mm-hmm. And when you say mostly through Irish, so if people attempt Irish, you're happy to chat away, is it? Because it can be quite intimidating to try and speak Irish, can't it, when you're not fluent? Oh, my yeah, my goodness, we're, we're not a bit critical at all. We just love to hear people that are interested in the language just making a little effort. But, you know, we're not too tough on people at all. So we just love that people show an interest and have a love for the language. Yeah, and you find that when you start speaking it, you have more than you, you think you have, I always think. That's it. And we also find that an awful lot of people understand Irish, but they don't have the confidence to speak it. But that's OK. Okay, well, look, let's tell people where it is today. Um, it is, starts off at 12 o'clock, as you said, in Onrhine or in Ring. And what's the name of the park? Again, if people want to put it into Google Maps, is there an yeah, English so version of the park? There isn't, no. The no. field is called Park E. Hichon. And okay. if you, they just put in um, GAA okay. uh, field in Onrhine, okay. they'll find it. Okay. And we have adequate parking on the day we're well set up now for everything so we're hoping for a big big crowd and lots of support for our fundraiser lovely stuff well I've just done it here and if you part, if you hit GAA field and on Ryan um, you should get to on Ryan itself and then if you stick in GAA field you'll find it from That's there it. brilliant Perfect. and is it easy enough to find anyway it is very easy to find, Orla. When you come into the parish, there's a sharp turn up to the right before you come to the spar shop. And if you just go up to the right there, it, it'll be well signposted after that. It's not far at all after you turn up to the right before spar. OK, good stuff. And listen, you have a Facebook page. It is Fun Safark. If people want to check that out, and it'll have all the details of what's going on. Kicks off at 12 o'clock today in Onrhine in West Forsford. And Fianna, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you very much, Orla. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. It's the Sunday Grill here on Beat 102-103. Okay, movie time with our Brian. Before we talk about the movie we're going to review this week, though, we have to congratulate Brian because... I feel like we take him in and if you think what... What she's going to congratulate me for. You can have a million guesses and I guarantee you're not going to get it. You won't get it. So Brian found out that kebabs, which are a staple of his... Donor kebabs now. Donor kebabs, which are a staple of his diet, um, nutrition... (laughs) There's vegetables in it, Orla. What is there? Lettuce? Yeah. A little bit of lettuce. He found out that there was how many calories in it? Like 1,900. Wowzers. Um, so he decided to burn that off. So he found out how many kilometres do you have 24. to walk? 24 kilometres in order to burn off a donor kebab. So he set off on Waterford's Greenway. Would I be right in saying that? He didn't. I did indeed. And you walked to where? From where to where? From Kilmac Thomas to Dungarvan. And did you know there was a particular chipper that you could go to there oh, to yeah. get your donor kebab? There's, there's, a, there's a kebab place that I usually go to. Okay. Right. Am I allowed to say the name of it? You can say the name of it. Kebabish. There you Dungarvan. go. So he walked to Kebabish in Dungarvan, primed for his donor kebab. So how long did it take you? Four and three quarter hours. Four and three quarter hours. Yeah, it was 22 degrees as well, which I, I shouldn't have left in the middle of the day. And like, how did you feel at the end of it? I'm tired. <laughs> My and feet were sore. Your feet were sore. Yeah. yeah. Well, it serves you right now. Maybe you should have just, you know, thought twice about that in the middle of a heat wave to be walking on the greenway see, to get was, a donor kebab. It was the environmental thing to do. 
Oh, yeah. Then because I didn't walk home and I got my friend to collect me. Right. It was the exact same amount of fuel being used anyway. So <laughs> it should have just driven, really. It just didn't it? work at <laughs> no. all. And at any stage, was it taxing or was it just a nice straight? Like the the Greenway isn't the most hardest of walks to yeah. do. You know, there's not any big hills or anything. No, it was it was, it was was genuinely just my legs were giving up and my knees. and <laughs> Because it's, it's not, I'm not a physically fit person either. Like, you know, it's, and did you learn anything from this escapade? Uh, don't eat kebabs. Whoa, wait, no. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I don't think I did. No, I don't think I did. And did you like have any moments of meditation or anything, or did you just listen to music? Or yeah, I was just I was just bobbing along. I I, I was keeping track of every. I said hello to everyone on my way. Okay. And I kept detailed statistics of who said hello back to me. Okay, and what 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 did that come out as? Only half the people did. That's all. The yeah. others just fully ignored you. Well, I was I was doing it based on cyclists and walkers. Oh, and okay. And there was, there's, I actually went too into detail, but as as I got tired, there. So, what was the ratio of cyclists to walkers? Who were the most likely to say hello to you? So, so I I judged it based on who was. This is getting really completely off topic if you're into the movie. That's okay. But the the cyclists that were like wearing like proper cycling gear mm-hmm. versus people that were just. I'd say they didn't say hello to you, did they? So yeah, so of the <laughs> of the two hundred and ten people on bikes that I said hello to. <laughs> Uh, 121 said hello back to me and okay. 99 didn't wow. and then I did like the decked out cyclists who had like how I was basing on either they had the cycling jersey or they were wearing the gloves Yeah. Uh, two of them said hello and 25 didn't wow so, yeah so, so it was kind of heartbroken that is heartbreaking but, okay uh, uh, let's talk yeah. <laughs> well done you thank you you learned a lot that day I did and you had a donut kebab I did it was a great day good stuff uh, let's talk about this movie that you can enjoy from your sofa on Amazon Prime it's directed by Ron Howard it's called 13 Lives it tells the true story of the Thailand cave rescue just four years ago we're really into this sort of movie making now remember there was the movie about the plane landing in New York yeah, and like, it, like it had only happened a few years beforehand yeah. I find that weird anyway let's have a quick listen to 13 lives and then brian will tell us what he thought of it hey rick you following what's happening in thailand some kids stuck in a cave we're on the list of rescue divers it's just a tourist cave it looks easy but when it's flooded it's impassable it takes a certain kind of mindset for the deep cave diving you have to be a bit nuts. They're very, very dangerous. High water level and the low visibility. Barely shoulder wide. Pulling against very strong currents. Last seen nine days ago, 12 boys and their coach are trapped in the flooded caves. Hello? Hey. They're here. How many of you? 13. 13? They're all alive. Uh, can we go out now? And so it begins the big rescue that if you followed this news story, you know how it went. Um, at one stage, it incorporated, and I'm sure he's not in this part of the movie, um, Elon, Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. Yeah, I was, it was a thing that I was kind of waiting to see because I didn't know a lot, a lot about this. I knew the lads got stuck down the cave mm. and I knew the, the outcome of it. But, mm. And I knew about the Elon Musk thing. But apart from that, and the, is the Elon Musk thing in no it? No Elon Musk in it. Okay, so, if so you're you waiting need to for Google that. that yourself if you don't know that yeah. story. Um, this stars Viggo Mortensen, um, Colin Farrell, our very own Colin Farrell. I haven't seen him in anything in ages and I know he has been in stuff. Yeah, it's I just been, haven't it's happened to see it. Indie, yeah. yeah, and Joel Edgerton is in this as well. Some really big names um, and a lot of really good talk about this. 
Um, but like, yeah, go on, go for it, you. <laughs> it is so. It is. It's one of those things that if you were following it in real life, you kind of know what's happening. Mm. And like, there was a documentary came out earlier in the year, and I didn't know about that until like I was looking at the reviews and mm, stuff. And that documentary is meant to be brilliant, actually. But people are saying that like it's nearly better to see the real divers doing the real dives. Okay. Um, than the actual, but like the the diving like scenes were pretty intense now. Like, yeah, you know? from some of the clips that I watched, like the. And these are the things that I like about real life movies that you don't know the intricacies of just watching something and a news report on it. It's when you see the tight spaces those divers have yeah. to get into. Like barely fit through it. Oh, that really, ooh, be too much for me. It's those sort of things that I like in a yeah. movie or in a documentary. Like the the stuff that I learned from this now, I knew, like, so I said, that I knew what happened, I knew the outcome. Mm. Which, if you know the outcome, the movie is kind of ruined because mm. it's like, how are they going to be saved? Like, are they going to be saved? It's like, well... Everyone knows they were. Yeah. So it's like, how are they doing it? And so it is the how that's important. It's the how is really yeah. the story, the film, like, and the to see how they actually got them out. I didn't know anything about this. It probably mm. wasn't the news, but how they got them out, probably like it's it was a bit kind of risky, but it it was really interesting to see that they use such a, a clever way of doing. It. I don't even want to mention okay, it because it is it is don't. the big reveal of it. Really. Now let's talk film talk and you know the whole three act structure of the build up the crescendo and then the ending where everything is tied up. But that means that are we meeting these 13 lives? You know, are we are, are we seeing them before they're in the cave and who they are? Yeah. Are we getting to know those characters? We get to know them a small bit. So they, okay. they start off with them having a soccer match. Mm. And it's just like, they I think they had soccer training potentially. Right. And they were just having to kick around wearing all their jerseys, their United jerseys. And just even just seeing real jerseys. Like if I'm so glad they didn't just make like mm. generic jersey because mm. seeing like like the United jersey is like yeah, it's just a lad that like supports United mm. like you know, and like their coach went with them and it was supposed to be one of the lads' birthday and stuff and it just easy as a thing could happen kind of a thing you know, and then it's just there was rains and they get stuck down there so you get to spend maybe like ten minutes with them. And just do we, to see is how there they are there main people that we get to know of the thirteen you know are there main characters within it or there's another way they love to do that in in movies. So there's like one of the parents is kind of a. Not really a, a big role in it, but it seems to be kind of like the main parent, just so we can associate with a parent okay. type of thing. Yeah. And like it's her son is kind of like Arm, who we kind of know the name of coming out of yeah. it, like, you know. Okay. Um, but there is like, you get to have little moments with the different kids and stuff. And it is nice, but like you never like learn the intricacies about them, like, you mm. know, because it is, it is the how was the real, I feel, story of the movie. Okay. Did you enjoy it? I thought it was good, but I, I, again, it's just once you know the ending, it's like, it's it's are they going to be saved is the is the is the worry but you you know what I the know. outcome is you know yeah. so it is one of those things honestly you're better off not knowing anything about okay. it and uh, there is ups and downs and there is like some interesting engineering feats as well with how okay. they direct the water and stuff and then where does our own Colin Farrell fit in here so he's one of the divers himself and Viggo Mortensen are these English divers mm. and they head over and they're like them and the Thai um, Navy are kind of the people that are the two people that are really kind of going in there, but they have way more expertise in uh, cave diving. And then they kind of teach the Navy little bits and stuff as well about that. Okay. And then it's Joel Edgerton is also part of their team who they bring in later on. Then. Okay, I think I will make this my Sunday night viewing. What will you give it out of 10, Black Pudding-wise? I'd say I'll give it about a 7 out of 10. I'd say if I, like, it's, I genuinely, it's the biggest fault I have is that I knew the story. Do you know, if, okay. if I didn't, if I... Part of me does think maybe a documentary would have been more suited because you get to learn the information of the how while mm. also seeing the realistic mm. like dives and stuff. Yeah, that's what I thought um, as well. Yeah, I'd say if you didn't know the ending, it could be like eight or even a nine. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just, it is intense. 
Um, and like Colin Farrell and Viggo Mortensen, the scenes where they're diving and stuff, you really feel like they went all in on that. And Viggo Mortensen, I suppose, is known for kind of going all in and Colin Farrell. Okay. Underrated, I think, as well. But. Yeah, a little, actually. Uh, seven out of ten. Um, there's lots of movies available online streaming yeah. this week, too. So, um, of course, we talked about 13 Lives there. Um, there's also Father of the Bride, another one. Yeah, so I have to say, um, I do like the one with Steve Martin. And I went into this one thinking, it's just going to be one of those things mm. where they use the name, a cheaper kind of rip-off thing of it. And I came out of it thinking, that was really fun. Not a great movie, but I really enjoyed it. It's one of those, such an easy watch. And who's in it? Did you uh, recognise anyone? Andy Garcia is kind of, is okay, the father. so he's in the it, Steve so. Martin. Yeah, it's more of a serious, do you know the like Steve Martin one was more of a comedy? Mm. It was like kind of a loving comedy. This one's kind of a more serious thing, but it's like, it's handles kind of a different generation, if that makes sense. Okay. So okay. it is, it, it is, it is fun and there's some great actors in it as well like Chloe Feynman from SNL who I think is, is pretty funny. Oh, and is she the one who does all the voices? She does a good few voices. Yeah, brilliant. And I really like her. Isabella Merced as well who was in like, she was in Dora and she was in Instant Family who okay. I love. And then there's like, apart from that, there's some, like you'd recognise them but you wouldn't know their names. But it is, it's one of those fun sit back, you don't even have to pay attention to it fully, but oh, it's just, like. it has that kind of warmth that an old rom-com would have, if okay. that makes sense. So that is Father of the Bride on Now TV, and then streaming on Disney Plus is Prey, and this is, is this a prequel, a sequel, in the middle, where is this now when it comes to Predator, is it? It's kind of a prequel, I suppose, but it has to no Predator. real connection apart from the Predator being in it. Oh. Um. So like, it is, it's one of those things that, I didn't really know what it was before I went in to watch it, but it's essentially, the Predator arrives in like I think it's 1800s America and it's like the the Native Americans are the ones that are, are fighting it off mm. and it's such an interesting way of looking at it because you always see mad amount of guns and everything in this and they can be armed to the teeth and honestly the big worry is how did they get them to not be armed to the teeth you know it's like because it'd be too easy otherwise you know if there's a predator thing in let's say in America how come there isn't a tank in there in like 15 minutes you know oh okay um, whereas this is like have been invented yet yeah. so it's like they're fighting them with like axes and so it makes more sense it is it is it's quite a cool movie to be fair and, it, and another one where it's just it's properly intense and you're scared for them because a lot of a lot of death and destruction does happen in it to be fair okay so that is Prey it is streaming now on Disney Plus um, Father of the Bride on Now TV and then 13 Lives on Prime which Brian has just given seven black puddings a lot of out. different vibes in there okay seven black puddings is okay isn't it yeah yeah thanks a million no bother at all the Sunday Grill on Beat 102 103.